0: welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 4, Episode 12, The Jedi Nightfall Saga. The book, The Courtship of Princess Leia by Dave Wolverton. The year, 1995. With your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go. Hi, I'm the herbs and spices kid. Take it down a notch on. If you leave Star Fox there, he's gonna eat that millennial, (laughs) Yeah. Hey bees, hey bees, hey bees. Yo, baby, poop bitches, I got it. <laughs> Welcome back to Expounded Universe, the podcast where we beat a dead franchise. 1D6 wrong intros at a time. I'm Jeff, and that's John over there, and we're sticking with his take. Yeah, one take, baby. One take. Amateurs like you do two takes. <laughs> I'm not sure who you is in this situation. If you're a listener and you're an amateur. The and- you plural, the ustedes you. Steadies you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that one. That's that's who I meant. The, all those people who aren't listening to us right now, but are amateurs who do two takes. All of you out there. Don't worry, I don't in mean... In Hollywood land. Yeah, just the folks in Hollywood. I don't mean you guys specifically, not you listeners. You're cool. Yeah. You guys are alright, so... <laughs> you guys are alright of my book. Welcome to whatever the penultimate version of the penultimate episode is of uh, Expounded Universe for Courtships of Princess Leia, because there's technically two episodes still. I think still... that's the Pencil Ultimate. The Pencil Ultimate, yes, indeed. <laughs> 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 the pen frisbee game episode of this. Pen frisbee? What the fuck? You see, because Ultimate is a game played with a frisbee. Oh, I, I see. You see. No, most people would never call it Ultimate unless they've played it a bunch. That's the worst name for a sport there is. Yeah, no one would call it Ultimate unless they were the kind of person that really likes hacky sack. <laughs> I played so much Ultimate when I was uh, in, in, just out of high school. That was like our regular go to the park and mess around game. And I, I love the game, but that name needs work. Yeah, man, that Ultimate Frisbee. It's just, you can't call it Ultimate Frisbee because Frisbee is a trademark. So now it's just Ultimate. Yep you said to, to call it that and that's not good that's not cool it's not good it uh, could have been worse they could have called it extreme yeah it could have been extreme disc <laughs> maybe we should start a petition to name it to that of course yeah. now that now that we're older we're much more likely to slip an extreme disc if you know what i mean yeah that's true back problems are a real thing <laughs> folks we're here to talk to you about back problems do you have back problems i do god knows i do <laughs> <laughs> and when i cath i like to be comfortable <laughs> It's connected. Don't worry. Don't worry. So, anyway, this yeah, is. Yeah, tw- my catheter is connected to my back. Don't worry. <laughs> I pee directly between the 23rd and 24th vertebrae. I pee right, into right into the that spinal lumbar. fluid. Uh huh. That's, that's how it works. When you get to this certain age, you know you need some extra pee crystals in your spine region. That's it's, what you need. It's just a thing. It's just the way people. It, it, it's, it's how it's, God intended. Mm hmm. And I, I, I'm look, folks. I'll be honest. I might need a little help connecting that. So uh, just line up to connect my wiener to my back muscles. Thank you. It's like the old song: the wiener's connected to the back muscles. <laughs> uh, you know, one of these days when I start peeing venom, this is going to be my origin story of how I became Bane. Yeah, and then I'm going to start peeing carnage. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Uh, so, this uh, is just- a good intro to this. <laughs> We're getting really off-topic real hard, I, real fast. I, I can't use any of this. Oh, this is great. Uh, chapters 23 and 24 of The Courtship of Princess Leia, and we're wrapping up with some real-time, actually pretty cool action. Yeah, I mean, as I said before, this really should have been, like, ten chapters earlier, and mm-hmm. we we should... <sighs> there's so much more you could do, and there's only two chapters left, and I'm like, oh, man... You could have so much more going on in those chapters that would be interesting, rather than the first ten chapters we got, which were just garbage. Yeah, they were just trash. And the it's the worst thing about these couple of chapters here at the end is when stuff from the first two weasels its way back in there and reminds you how shitty the start of this book was. Because, huh. you know, it ends pretty good. It's like, the, it's like you needed to warm up or something. Because these adventure, we're getting some kind of fun action adventures, and the characters we remember and everything. Uh, but then every once in a while, C three PO pop up and be like, "Who, oh, King Solo? Remember that? Huh, your oh Your Highness. Mm. No, Your High. Remember, mm, Your Royal Majesty? Yes. And you're like, oh no, no CPOs. Three PO, stop it. <laughs> the, don't, don't. We don't, we don't need this. Please, it's okay. It's Everyone's okay. embarrassed about that. We are all just trying to forget that that happened. <laughs> Uh, too soon. Too soon, 3PO. Yeah, too soon, 3PO. <laughs> so, uh, we we ended the last chapter with Luke getting knocked unconscious by Geth Zerion because she's the real deal Holyfield of, of uh, Jedi on this planet. Hell yeah, she, she just f- fucked his she shit just directly up. Right into the dirt and then dragged him off in her cool car that she has. Well, we don't know that. Well, we see her hover car escape, but we you're right, we have no idea where Luke is and if he's or if he's alive. Yeah. All we know is that she absolutely beat the ever-loving Christ out of him and may have killed him. Yeah. I mean, obviously, she didn't because this book isn't even willing to kill off his (laughs) X-wing. Yeah, let alone him. So, you know. (laughs) It's not like I'm saying, guys, he might be dead. What I'm saying is from a From a narrative point of view, we don't know. Oh yeah, we have no idea. Is Luke dead? Is Is this the (laughs) the book where it happens? Is this the end of Skywalker? Is this the book where Luke Skywalker dies? The one with the rape gun? Is this what we're going to do? I mean, even then we know that that's not the case because we've read Crystal Star, which takes place about nine years later. Ah, don't worry, that's Luke. (laughs) That's Luke. With three U's. They just got an extra one out of the case. Oh, yeah. Now, once it gets to the three U's, that's when you get a problem. That's when Luke just starts wandering around being like, I like pizza. (laughs) Can I have popsicles? (laughs) Yeah, you get that multiplicity situation going on. His lightsaber is just a big popsicle. It's banana.
1: Might as well use it for a
0: lightsaber. That's a terrible popsicle flavor. (laughs) Ah, you got to get that root beer or that lime. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in that official popsicle brand package of root beer, lime, and, and banana popsicles, which continues to exist for some god defying reason that i don't understand my sister likes the banana ones and it confuses the shit out of I me i have to assume that they started packaging them that way in like 1951 oh yeah it was right about the time when canned corn was like a hot new delicacy <laughs> <laughs> uh you know back when you would go to disneyland and you'd get into that like uh, hall of tomorrow, and it would be like, Someday you'll be able to cook an entire meal in a little box, and it will do it in minutes. And here's our first example. A square of deviled ham surrounded by white chunks of cauliflower with a mountain of peas atop. Brr, ding! <laughs> My God. Break out the Russian dressing, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll form the whole thing into an aspic, <laughs> and then take a bunch of orange photos of it. Ooh, those are the best photos. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm about twenty years late. That all sounded like '70s nonsense, but still. It's true. But it was Tomorrowland, the Tomorrowland yeah, of the Disney it, '50s. In the future, we'll have cameras that take pictures only in orange. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Star Wars, of which we have definitely talked about for more than a minute so I'm, far. I'm, yes, obviously yeah, we have for one hundred percent. We are definitely a podcast that talks about Star Wars. But for, <laughs> but for these two chapters, Luke is incommunicado at the at the best. Yeah, uh, he is not available to be discussed with, and, and we are checking in right away with Tenennial, who had been fighting alongside him when he decided to just jump off the parapets of the of the tower. Yeah, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to follow that. That's okay. You got." Nope. This. (laughs) she says (laughs) good good for you buddy i'm sure you've got this well under control (laughs) you seem like a capable sort i i'll take the stairs thanks (laughs) Mm -hmm. so she's running around in the building and uh she is uh basically trying to get up to where the falcon is and and fighting her way around yeah she's got two of her sisters yeah they are family she's uh, got all her sisters with she it's it's Fera Far- and Fera and K- Karanati. 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 Do you want Karanati? <laughs> Help me find Karanati. Okay, there's some jokes that won't make any sense there's to There's some in fucking inside jokes. That's stuff that predates our like uh, the show at all, like any of the shows. Oh yeah. That's like Smash Brothers for the GameCube level old. <laughs> oh, that is like previews for the Smash Brothers GameCube game old. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, anyhow uh she she uh sends one of them off to help someone else uh, and then she sees one of them fall and she gets mad well yeah they uh they round a corner and one of the sisters is like what the, and then her neck just spins around and she fucking dies. Yeah, she pulls a Beetlejuice, but it doesn't work, because she's not the ghost with the most. (laughs) She's at least the ghost with the fourth or fifth most. At least. Yeah, at at best. And at least. (laughs) At least and at best. Uh Uh-huh. So she gets her neck snapped, and uh, this pisses off uh, Tenennial quite a bit. To the point where she can cast without even saying nothing. She's so mad that she turns into a regular Jedi, but not a good one. Yeah, she blasts Air down the hallway and finds night sisters like clinging to railways, and then she just blasts the railways off and shoots night sisters out into the void. Yeah, she just fires them out, out out windows off the cliffs. She's like, "And fuck you!" Yeah, so she gets real mad and starts screaming and forcing people out windows with the force. Uh, then she turns around to her her uh, the surviving other good guy sisters who are hanging around, and she's like, "What? Why aren't you fighting? Get your shit together!" And they're like. Uh, you, you've popped a blood vessel. You are, uh, obviously turning evil. And she's like, ah, fuck me in the uh, ass. Um, you're witching out, lady. You're, you're witching out hard. <laughs> you're, you're going, you're going full Sith. You need <laughs> to quit that right now. Apparently though, she can. She gets a lot of brink pullbacks from. Oh, yeah. O- over the course of this book. It <laughs> she's seems like, like. Oh, fuck. I shouldn't do that. Uh, oopsie daisies. Let's, uh, I didn't just kill three people. Okay. I'm taking a mulligan uh, on take that. take back <laughs> I'm going to turn in my mulligan card I bought at the start of this fundraiser. <laughs> uh, yeah, they uh they're really capable of just being like, "Now, nah, we're good. Yeah, You're okay. It's fine. You're good. You get you get to kill three free night sisters a day." It's <laughs> I mean, Fucking, we've seen Luke kill several. I know. He's pretty uh, vicious about it. But you know what? He's much more trained in practice at at being a Jedi. He knows the ins and outs. He's very he's Oh, he knows the loopholes of when you can or can't kill someone, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't count. Oh, he's got it down perfectly. He's like Jimbo from old episodes of South Park. (laughs) He's like, look, I know. (laughs) As long as they come at me and I go, hey, stop it, and then cut them in half, it's fine. It's coming right for us, he yells before he kills an innocent child. Yep. Uh, uh, my conscience is clear. I'm Luke Skywalker. No force problems for me. <laughs> I'm a pure light side Jedi. <laughs> so she goes bursting into the room with a Falcon in it to find Isolder in great peril and danger. He is fighting off uh, Night Sisters, but he just isn't strong enough to keep doing it. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> we get the scene changed to F- Isolder's point of view, mm-hmm. where Isolder is trying to get all of the shit in place cuz like the droids are dumping all the coolant in there and everyone's getting all their nonsense together and him and chewbacca are trying to get a sensor window attached yes so they've got some bolts that they have to deal with they need the right size bolts and yeah they're just bolting a sensor window on mm-hmm. and that's when a night sister comes in and is like yo motherfucker what up <laughs> and he attempts to shoot her she just smacks the blast the blast aside and we get chewbacca finally is like all right you know what <laughs> fuck this <laughs> yeah chewbacca enters the scene <laughs> chewbacca Th- that, that, that smash bro or the smash brothers x fires up across the screen it's like chewbacca enters the game yeah he is had enough of this so he comes bounding out of the falcon and then at warp speed runs right past the night sister, and then is standing behind her. And it's at this point, finally, once he's standing behind her and grow- growling and roaring or whatever, that he solder notices that Chewbacca has torn her arm off. Yeah, just clean off. Which let's let's stop the action for a second, folks. Did you know that Chewbacca can do things other than tear people's arms off? Hey, did you know that Wookiees don't? necessarily mm-hmm. have to only rip people's arms off yeah they don't use a form of karate called Wook-Foo foo that is entirely based around <laughs> ripping loose arms although I would not put it past these novels to at some point have that be a thing dad wook foo oh yeah uh, yeah it, it's it, and also the books or the movie's clearly established he only tears off arms when he's losing at that that hollow chess game it's not that he, he always is tearing off arms constantly. Yeah, well, that's just a thing that Wookiees are known for. They'll rip your damned arms off. And that is it. That is exclusively what they'll do. Yeah. but So anyway, he uses the mighty power of the Wookiee. Yep. He uh, finally does literally anything in this book, and it is to do the one stereotype thing that Wookiees do. Yeah, he tears her arm loose, and then with the power of OxyClean, (laughs) then he uses Flex Tape and puts it right back on there. (laughs) But before he does that, he separates it into a julienne pile with a Slap Chop. (laughs) (sighs) TV. TV. And then I guess he on. also puts it in a food dehydrator, whatever. I don't uh, know. Yeah. He's got a copper pan or some shit. Yeah, he, he takes a moment, looks at a hammer, looks at the wall, and then just hammers it into the wall for no reason. <laughs> and, and then he's confused about why that happened. That is my very favorite of those there has to be a better better way videos. It might be the greatest moment in the history of television. <laughs> just just look at hammer, <laughs> look at wall. Hit wall with hammer, create a hole, look at hole, look at hammer, be confused. She's like mad at the hammer. Like, what "What did you think was going to happen? There wasn't even a nail there. Hammer, you betrayed me. I thought I was going to be like, fix it, Felix, and just hit the wall with a hammer, and everything would be great. I, I like that one. I would also throw special mention out to the dude who sits down to have a phone conversation with, like, four bags of Cheetos in a huge I bowl. Was, I was about to say, <laughs> the other one is definitely the dude with the bowl of Cheetos, because that is amazing. He has, like, every Cheeto. He's like, well, I, uh, I went to Costco and bought two, like, giant industrial-sized bag of Cheetos and put them into my cauldron that I will sit upon on my lap and now to have a lengthy phone conversation during which i will eat cheetos <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn i love those i mean there's also one where the woman ends up completely covered from her from her uh, hands to her elbows in tape trying to use an ordinary tape dispenser yes i just God. What do but that have? one i at least assume was she was just doing it for fun because uh, yeah. who hasn't taken an ordinary tape dispenser who's been like Wee! Tape I got tape everywhere. Yay. Hey, I'm Mr. Tape Fingers. <laughs> I'm going to go play Mr. Zema hands. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm playing Mr. Zema hands. <laughs> so, uh Yeah, uh, how do we get that job, John? Is it too late for us? It's it's never too late. Can for we us. can we get the job where we are the person who doesn't understand how to use an ordinary household product in an infomercial? I hope so. I mean, we definitely look like the kind of idiots that wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. What Phillips head? I don't know what a shoe is, and then it's just me. And I've got a shoe dangling off my ear. How do I do this? Meanwhile, I'm trying to work one of my eyes loose with a Phillips head screwdriver. Oh. Come on, out of there! The power of levers compel you. <laughs> I don't understand how this changes the light bulb. Ugh. Anyway, so where were we? Oh, Chewbacca yeah. runs back inside, and he solder slaps the uh, the little gateway thing so to yeah. close it because he's just like, "You guys need to get the fuck out!" And he solder literally runs back inside that ship so fast that it's like he he was one of Chewbacca, the su- uh, Chewbacca, yeah. Like he he basically, it's like he was teleported out and teleported back in, like he was an assist call in a fighting game. Oh, yeah, he definitely (laughs) just hit the Chewbacca enter button, and he just came out, ripped an arm off, and then zipped right back. Teleport. (laughs) And then is not seen again for the rest of these two chapters. That's his one moment of glory. His crowning moment of awesome, or whatever the fuck they used to call that shit on Troper Tales. Uh, Back when kids didn't realize how cringy the internet would be in their futures. Aw, kids. Didn't you know? (laughs) This Troper knew. (laughs) This Troper. All right. Uh, so yeah, Isolde is like, get out of here, you. There's no time for me to be inside there with you guys. I think it's because he's going to stand there with a gun and hold all the Night Sisters off is his plan. I don't know what his plan was. Well, I think at this point he's starting to get a little defeatist syndrome because Rel got in his head back seven or eight chapters ago. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, this is it. This is the point where I die, just like Rel said I would. Yeah, that old lady I met who knew my name and knew, how much, and knew a whole lot of surprising facts about Yoda's penis. <laughs> I mean, we don't get all of them in the book, but the subtext is there. I mean, you know. Yeah. She's like, oh, that Yoda was such a flirt. And then the book cuts away because we have to see what Luke's up to. But, you know, in the actual events of the uh, that were happening here on Dathomir, she was like, and also such a penis on that little guy. Oh, my has dick had those two ears on it as well. Weird, right? It was like looking at a little version of him. <laughs> like a pencil topper. <laughs> I thought it was a little Pez dispenser. <laughs> I thought it was like two tennis balls stuck to the end of a walking stick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, I definitely had sex with him. Way too much sex. A lot of flips during sex is his whole thing. He's he's very acrobatic. He's just bouncing around hither and yon. Bouncing here and there and everywhere. <laughs> he sure likes to kill little boys. <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> so Tenennial is there and uh she looks around and she's like, Alright, there's too many Night Sisters to really like try and kill because they have at this point like, lifted the falcon up and are just taking it out of the cave. Yeah, they're, they're using telekinesis to carry down a cloud of force, and outside she can see a raging force storm. So she's like, well, there's way too many sisters for me to just, like, kill. Mm-hmm. And if I, even if I did, it would drop the, like, telekinetic thing, and the falcon would just go tumbling down a mountain. Yeah. And there's another sister who has begun binding E Oh, she's yeah. Like, oh, I've got, I'm going to take this guy. Yeah, this is... This is like a lizard man moment where, the, where like uh, this lady stops fighting or doing whatever, and she's just like, ooh, a man, and just starts tying him up. Oh, hey, yeah, well, she's like, whatever. There's like a dozen witches out there lifting up the falcon. They don't need me. Yeah, but these are vengeful, evil people. They're going to notice you did that and take it out on you later. Nah. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, no, that guy's super sexy. I get it. I understand. Yeah. Too bad he's worthless because he's not the king of anything. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh... <laughs> Tenennial straight up, just like uh, calls to Leia's mind and is like, "Hey, Leia, uh, you need to start up the Falcon. Just like hit them engines and fry every motherfucker in here." Mm-hmm. And so, indeed, Leia does. The Falcon's engines fire off, and it cooks a whole lot of Night Sisters all at once. Yeah, Tenennial just- jumps in front of Isolder and uses the Force to shield them. Yeah, she kind of uses the force to push a wall out of the way, or, or to push a wall of fire aiming at them out of the way, so that her and, and Solder are fine, Yeah. Uh, relatively fine. She's a little scorched, yeah. And but then the she's, Falcon, which, she's okay. The Falcon, which should not be flying, indeed flies and flies out of the building, a- and we will we'll revisit it shortly. Uh, but first, Easolder and Teneniel collapse to the ground, and there is one lady in here other than them who survived this nonsense. Yeah, the lady who was I assumed the one trying to take Easolder hostage. Mm-hmm. I guess, caught some of that protective force nonsense. So she's only mostly dead, not completely dead. And Tenennial's like, ooh, ooh, this is my chance for brownie points to not be dark side. I'll save this person. Yeah, so she goes over there and uses force spells to put some of her life force into this dying, burned out woman. Yeah, which, (sighs) no. I know, right? She's just killed, like, 15 other ones. Yeah, like, she just t- called for, like, Hey, Leia, I want you to murder, like, 20 of these witches. And then she sees one of them that didn't get outright murdered and is like, Oh, well, the right thing to do is to just use up my own life force to help this person. It doesn't It doesn't track. <sighs> it's. It, it, she might as well have just called her sponsor at this point. It's got about that level of strength to it, where she's like, If she was just on the phone like, Uh, Ogwin, it happened again. I don't know, like 16 of them. <laughs> I, <sighs> No, I don't know their names. I, I, I... uh, The thing is, the next scene with the Falcon flying around really puts into quite a stark contrast the amount that someone that is a Force user or not a Force user is allowed to just murder gleefully, Mm -hmm. because the Falcon is flying around out there, and they're like, "All right, we are trying to protect ourselves from being seen by Zinj, so we're gonna stay in this Force storm. But they see like a squad of Night Sisters and uh, Stormtroopers and the, the Stormtroopers yeah. and Walkers and whatnot. Yeah. And Han fires off a fucking Proton Torpedo into them. Now keep in mind a Proton Torpedo is a space ship-to-ship weapon. Yeah. Whereas he just shoots it to some dudes on the ground. Yeah. It blows up is a giant like mountain-shaking explosion. And he is like whooping and laughing about it. He's like, ah, ha, 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 fuck you. And after having one scene where Tenenio's like, oh, no, I may have killed a person. Oh, I'm being evil. And then just immediately contrasted with Han murdering, like, dozens and dozens of people and just cackling like a madman about it. And you're like, <laughs> oh, it's a good thing he doesn't have the Force, or he would be a Sith man. Yeah. Hey, Luke, my buttons on my ship didn't turn to the dark side again. whoopy doodle. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. My conscience is clear as day. <laughs> I get to do whatever. So uh, he blows up a tremendous amount of shit, but the Falcon is not actually ready to fly yet. Uh, whatever the important coolant, uh, well, it's the, they never got that sensor window on. Not just that, but they also never mounted a whole bunch of generators. Of some, I think the shield generators haven't been mounted yet. Yeah, there's a lot of shit that still needed to get like tightened down. Yeah, so they are they are kind of wobbling around in the storm. They really shouldn't be flying this thing. Uh, but then the force storm suddenly ends. Because they blew up all the sisters who were doing it. Yeah, but now they can't stay in the air anymore. Is the point I'm getting at? Is that they because they blew up the force storm, they can't hide in the sky, so they just land. And I'm still not quite sure what happens here, where they just like land and get out and go running back. You can't just leave the Falcon in a clearing. Well, the thing is, that's when the sky goes dark. That is true. Yeah, right as they land, the thing all of a sudden, as if a billion snow globes in the sky suddenly went black, the entire sky like turns off. Yeah. It was like being towards dawn, like the sun was peeking over the horizon, Mm -hmm. and then the entire sky just goes black. There is no light anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, at first Han just thinks his sensors are fucked up. He's like, what, not having a sensor window mean my shit's all fucked and now I can't see anything? Mm -hmm. And then C-3PO comes running in, and this is our first drop of the King Solo stuff. Uh, Who King Solo! Uh, R2 has found something important! And he's like, okay, great, shut up until you can figure out how to deal with whatever's going on with this guy. who I'll have to work on that. Oh, I'll get right on that, Ew. you big fucking prick. Perhaps it liked, it'd like to hear some love poems. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, turns out that uh, there's a giant fucking satellite, satellite web. Yeah. So it's called like the uh, the 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 night cloak, the night cloak, and it's it's an orbital satellite network that basically absorbs all light that tries to get to the planet. Yeah. So So now the planet's in total darkness, and it'll be frozen to to negative one hundred degrees, something or other, in three days. Yeah, like oh, by the you know the end of today you'll have snow everywhere, and then all your plants will die, and then everything will be covered in ice! (laughs) Yeah, so this is an evil plan that would would not work on just about anybody because it would be very easy to shoot the satellites down. Yeah, if you can shoot even a couple satellites down, then you're fine. Yeah, they they make a, sp- a big deal about how the satellites are networked and daisy chained. <laughs> yeah, they're basically just like fucking Christmas lights. Well, they're basically setting up the action movie climax here, where they're like, they're like, there's a whole bunch of satellites in the sky, but if you can knock out even two of them, they'll all come apart and everything will be fine. You'll get to fuck the prom queen. <laughs> Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that. Uh huh. Yeah. The rock. Yeah, you the, know rock. The, the rock. yeah. The Rock. The Rock. Yeah. The Rock got to fuck the prom queen. <laughs> uh okay so uh yeah and why that i don't mean dwayne the rock johnson i do mean that literally alcatraz Alcatraz fucked the prom queen yeah it was very unusual (laughs) It's a very strange thing but if you look at my anime that i've made about it it'll all make sense it's you you're the rocket man (laughs) we we put the princess crown on alcatraz and it turned into a big titty anime girl yeah. Makes sense to me. Yeah. I'm definitely watching an, an anime. I mean, why not? If there's anime ladies that are battleships. Oh, yeah. There there's be... anime ladies that are France. So... Yeah, there could be anime ladies that are just be- uh, famous prisons. Yeah. Say, I'm not sure what you call it exactly, but it would be like, oh, I'm Sing Sing. You can tell because I'm dressed slightly different than Old Big Blue. Yeah. It'd be just like... Prison girl moe action, and yeah. that then that's what you have. Now, the question is, do, do they turn into just anime ladies? or oh, it's just anime ladies. Or are they centaurs, where the their bottom half is prison and the top half is anime lady? No, it's just a big titty anime lady, and then they say, Oh, by the way, I'm Alcatraz. This has nothing to do with anything. So <laughs> like, we're going okay. the Hetalia route. Yeah. Okay, and not the, the one where they're battleships, because they like, turn into centaur battleships. No, we're not going to do the one where it's like, I'm a fucking like, jet with titties. That's Strike Witches. That's a whole other different thing. That's an, that's an entirely different thing. I don't watch any of these. I just know about them because I am of the internet. Yep. I've been on the internet long enough to know all of the worst things about it. Yep. So, uh, pushing forward here, uh, what happens next? Uh, so, R2 has the message. Oh, well, yeah. that's We find out all of this because R2, again, intercepts a message and gets Gazzarion lies to Zinge again. Is this like, is, by the way, the first time we actually get to meet Zinj. Uh, yeah, no, this is the first time he's been on screen. Yeah, this is the first time we've seen Zinge in the book. And sure enough, he's a pudgy... Mustachioed... Uh, he's a pudgy doofus with a bad mustache. Yeah. Uh, it, Sadly, he doesn't curse in 60 languages. I was a little disappointed that when we finally meet him, he doesn't immediately do that. No. I guess it's because Yarion forgot to invite him to kiss her Wookiee. <laughs> well, it's because things are going his way right now. That is true. He's in. He's in a good place. So he's in the good place. He's he's in the good place. I forgot to mention he stars he stars in the good place. Yeah, Zing, S- one of the many three. people in the good place. Yeah, they added him in season three. Now you may be asking yourself how they add characters to that show since it's basically just a seasonal reset button. But they found a way. Well, I don't know if you know the premise of season three, but that's ah, very that's easily what, where they, they would add they're people back on Earth or whatever, right? I have not seen it yet. Yeah, or, well, there you a, go. Well, I haven't seen the beginning of it, because I know it only just started. Yes. So, pushing forward, I'm sorry, uh, we have we have a little message between Gethzerion and finally appearing in this book, Zinge. Yeah, and Zinge is just like, hey, uh, your planet's going to die unless you give me Solo, and they have the back and forth of like, well, did you think about my offer of servitude? And he's like, ah, I don't. I don't have anywhere to put you. Like, what am I going to do, put you in some regiment somewhere? I can't. Look what happens when I leave you near other stormtroopers. You take over their minds and run your own little army. Like, I'm not going to let you just be in my army because that would be dumb as fuck. <laughs> He's like, he's like, look, Gasterion, I've got nothing for you to do. We already have enough people to judge fishing contests and run the morning shifts at local McDonald's. <laughs> look, I can't put you in my army. We do not have enough yards of hurricane in order to keep you satisfied. <laughs> well, don't you need old mango poop smeared off your lawn? Oh God, <laughs> Ugh. no, we're fine. I can catch your palmetto bugs. I I know how to wrangle a gator. <laughs> I just said one ship up about 12 miles away from the others, and I'll cook you some of that famous Florida meth. <laughs> ah. That world-famous Florida meth. <laughs> now with mosquitoes in it. So she goes, all right, well, if you can't put me in your army, then just set me at your enemies. Mm-hmm. Like, just tell me a planet that you want me to fuck up that's in the New Republic, and me and some sisters will go there and just fuck that planet up. And he's like, oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, he's like, ooh, that sounds like a fun deal. Here's how we'll play it down. I'm going to put two ships on on your planet. One of them only tells the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one of them has so many guns. The other has no guns. You'll put Solo on the one ship, and then when I leave, you can have the other ship. And everyone, literally everyone, from R2 to Gethzerion to Zinge to anyone R2 shows it to is like, yeah, he's lying. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, no, he's not that's, doing that. That's obviously some fucking horse shit. <laughs> but she's down with it. Uh, Gethzerion is down with it, presumably because it doesn't matter what he sends down here to pick up Solo. She'll murder everyone on it and take that. Yeah, she's like, yeah, if you send anything down here... I have, like, 60 Sith witches. Obviously, we don't give a shit how many weapons are on your ship. Yeah, you you call me when you invent the teleporter, but until such time as that, you can't possibly come get Solo, because I'll take your ship. Yeah. Well, she doesn't say any of that. No. She's like, yes, that's... Oh, that's a great deal. Yeah, that's an excellent deal. So, everyone sees this message and goes, well, that's a bunch of horseshit. And they're like, yeah, I guess... Uh, they go back up to the mountain, Mm -hmm. and they find Isolder, and Isolder, they think is, like, might be injured or dead or whatever. Yeah. Turns out he's just asleep. Yeah. Leia shakes him awake. This is the worst. And he's like, huh? Oh, what's what's going on? Hey, baby. And just kisses her. I'm like, what a beautiful face to wake up to. Why did he get reset? What happened here? Hold on. You- the last thing you know, you were being tied up by an like a fucking night witch, and everyone around you was dying to the flames of a ship taking off. How do you know it's not still combat? How are you like, oh hey, we might still be fighting for our lives, but hey baby, how you doing? Let I, me the, let me just plant one on you. The best I can figure is because Leia's the one doing it, and last time he saw her, he, she was in the Falcon. So if she's out, then presumably either something really good or too bad to bother with caring about has happened. <laughs> that or he does not think about anything and is just like, ooh, there's a lady within kissing distance. Yeah. <laughs> you made the mistake of getting near my face. Yes. It's kissing time. And so she, he just immediately snags her and starts kissing her. And she, of course, never fights it because that's just not who she is in this book. No, but Han's like, hey, man, come on. Han literally like, literally, with an L-I-T, says, hey, guys, no mushy stuff, all right? Yeah. Not like, hey, man, we're trying to do whatever, hey, get your hands off her, or anything. He's just like, hey, come on, man. He literally, like, he princess brides this situation and actually says, no mushy stuff. Aw, uh, is this a kissing book? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's an inappropriate kissing book. Yes, this is definitely an inappropriate kissing book. Mm-hmm. So, I mean- This is a kissing my Wookie book. <laughs> Uh, okay, so he kind of admonishes them for all the mushy stuff, and then they kind of get with the program. Yeah. They, uh, they go try to have a plan that the Night Witches, or the Night Witch that is still alive... Oh, there's a healer who who is directed to go take care of the Night Witch, and she kind of grudgingly walks over and has a look at her. Well, yeah, like... She heals Tenennial, and Tenennial's like, oh, I saved that Night Witch. The healer walks over, like, just puts a hand on her throat, checks for a pulse, and is like, whoop, fuck her, and leaves. And they're yeah. like, what are you doing? It's yeah. like, look, if Ghazarian wants to send someone to heal this son of a bitch, they can do that. Otherwise, fuck them. Yeah, well, she's busy. She's got a lot of not-white Night Witches to heal up. Oh, yeah. And the fact that they are so indignant about this, I was like, this is this is like a prisoner of war at best. Like, you... Well, is you a ha- prisoner of war the way, like, a wolf is a prisoner of war? Like, th- she didn't surrender and she never will. She'll just try and kill you. Yeah, I'm like, eh. it's one thing if this would been like, oh, we caught a stormtrooper. It was like, hey, I'm just a soldier. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any power. You took my blaster away. Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. I'll be a prisoner. But you're dealing with a fucking Sith. And at that point, like, why are you so indignant that they're not like... Yeah, I can only heal four people today, because that's as much power as I have, and I'm going to spend one of them on this person that wants to kill me, and will <laughs> definitely try to. Meanwhile, Tadennial's all like, but you have to save her. If she dies, I lose ten light side points. Come on! <laughs> uh. I'm about to fall to Paragon 3! <laughs> Damn it! Uh. But they've already established in the book that healing spells are the hardest. Yeah, that's and the, the uh, healer that healed it was already like, I'm fucking exhausted, and we still have more of our people who are injured. Nah, I'm good. So Leia is the one who guilts the, uh, the which guilt Ogwin. Ogwin into fixing this. She basically threatens to give Ogwin's city a terrible Yelp review. Yeah, and I was like, fucking fine, whatever. Uh, I, I, re- I really need to stay above four stars. <laughs> Otherwise, TripAdvisor ranks my dumb little singing mountain village the worst, and I can't. I, I Look, the Airbnb game is tough, okay? I'll heal her. Stop, just stop. Ugh, it's so bad. So the healer, and then she doesn't get any lines. She just kind of hangs around in the background. Hey, yeah, the healer, and she gets no business. Yeah, she just sits down when they have their planning session, which is like, don't you remember how, like, Geth Zarian can see through the eyes of whoever she wants? Maybe don't leave a free spy in your own midst. Yeah. At least go put her in a room or something. And uh, speaking of seeing through people's eyes, that's when she, like, worms her way into Han Solo's brain. Yes, now she... She kind of just takes over Han Solo and starts saying some stuff to him. Her Sith ability to talk to people over great distance is great distances is extraordinarily impressive. Oh, yeah, because it's not just like, oh, I'm going to, like, whisper some words in your head. She gets in there, forces him to see what she is seeing, and, like, has an entire movie play out in his brain, basically. She's like, hey, look, I got 50 prisoners down here. We're going to murder them, and they proceed to murder them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope that you are an honorable man, because if you don't surrender in an hour, we're going to get 500 prisoners, and then we're going to kill them. And then so, if you don't surrender in another hour, we're going to kill another 500 prisoners. Yeah. So here's how this is going to play out. You're going to walk to the base of your stupid little city you're hanging around in, and one of my night sisters will come and pick you up, and you'll come with me. The end, okay? Or else I'll just keep murdering people, and I know you don't want that on your conscience. And unfortunately, Han doesn't go, I don't give a fuck. What do I care? It doesn't make me dark side. I'm not a Jedi. da 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 Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh but he's just he gets super freaked out about it and he does the standard han solo thing in this book which is to run out of the room to solve the problem without explaining to anyone what he's up to oh yeah because it at the end of the vision it switches to leia and they sort of see what happens to him where he just kind of like backs away and covers his eyes and kind of moans and whatnot yeah like what's going on with this guy he's like oh guess Sarian's talking in his mind don't worry, he'll work himself out. He'll go to sleep. Soon. Yeah, Ogwin is the one who's like, "Oh yeah, Gessarian's got his brain," and and she doesn't like try to shoot him or anything, which is what I would have expected, or try and like do a spell to be like, "Oh, let's try and cut off the communication here." Instead, they're like, "Ah, it'll work itself out. It's fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> eh, just a thing that happens on this planet, uh, tourist." And then Han just kind of goes, Ugh, "Oh," sh- uh, and runs out the door. Uh huh. Uh, we also, we I think we missed the, the point here where they're having the conversation about how he sold or still has his fighter, so he could fly up and just shoot down some of the satellites, but it would almost definitely be a death sentence if he did. Oh, yeah, because both him and Han are like, if either one of us took either of our ships up there, we might be able to blow up a couple satellites and get rid of them. But whoever did that would very definitely be dead. So here's the thing I keep wondering about. And, and they get to the point... Because this is just another chance for the two of them to be macho at each other. Where they're like, I'll head up there and and, and volunteer or volunteer my life to save the day. No, I'll do it. Because then Leia like me more. And maybe we should draw straws. You know, it, it's it's like the tenth time this has happened where Leia has to come and be, Boys, you're both stupid. <laughs> that said, keep fighting over me, please. Uh. Uh, in, in this case... Han gets Geth Zerion, so the, the argument is effectively over. They, they go. But it leaves me with a real question here. Han's got a lot of, like, air-to-air missiles on his ship. Couldn't they just shoot one of the satellites out of the sky without flying up there? Well, you might think they could, but then that missile could get intercepted, I guess. But it seems like it'd be worth a try, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the... They've got a lot of weapons on both of these two spaceships. They're both warships. Maybe we don't have to fly up there and dogfight an inanimate inanimate satellite. Maybe we could just have someone calculate where it is and then just shoot a missile at it. You don't actually need spaceflight for this. I mean, except in the book, they straight up say like, oh, if I wanted to shoot them down, I'd have to go up there and go real slow so that I would be able to actually hit these satellites. That makes it sound like it's harder to do the thing where you fly up there in a space fighter and easier to do the thing where you just shoot a surface to air missile at it. I don't know, man. I don't know how fucking missiles work in Star Wars. Maybe you just eyeball that shit and you can't like lock on or whatever. Maybe you just have R2-D2 slice it. Maybe just, you just shoot R two D two at it, <laughs> and he humps that satellite to death. <laughs> uh, I just, I'm just. It feels to me like they didn't really think through all their options here. Anyway, Han goes dashing out of the room, and it takes everybody chasing after him just to figure out what's going on. Yeah, he gets down to the Falcon, and he just starts immediately like bolting down the loose uh, engines and whatnot. He was like, all right, all these generators and shit that we didn't quite finish, I'm going to finish doing that, and then I'm going to take off for Gesserion because she's going to keep killing people if I don't. Yeah, and along the way during the run, we get a chance to see the devastation that's been caused through the uh, the recent battle that happened. Uh, the four Storm's over, but everything in this city is in total disarray. Uh, there's dead Rancors piled up everywhere. Oh, yeah, and shit is just on fire, and that's the only light there is because everything's totally dark. Yes. So I'll, the only I'll- thing they can see from is, like, torches and the, like... Uh, the fucking countryside that is still burning. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Tosh survived the battle. Just in case you were curious about our mighty hero Tosh, uh, but one of her sons definitely died, and she is very sad about it. Yeah, she's super grumpy and super sad. But I don't think she's gonna matter again. So probably not. Just There's only like two more chapters. So think it was a good chance to mention her one last time. Uh, Leia's freaking out, freaking the fuck out because she can't raise Luke on the Force. Yeah, she's like, force oh, phone. normally I can feel Luke, but I don't feel anything. So I think he's dead. But we finally get, this is really important here, we get a real climactic conversation between Leia and Han when he's, like, just bolting shit together. And she's like, you can't do this. Quit running off and quit trying to be the big damn hero all the time. And he's like, no, no, no. This is actually, this makes sense. This is this is what's supposed to happen. It's my own fault for provoking Zinj so much, and this is my time to act like the general yeah. I'm supposed to be. I shouldn't have brought you here. It's my fault any of this shit happened. You were right when you said I should grow up and be an actual, like, general and hero of the republic yeah well now i'm gonna do that i'm gonna take responsibility for my actions and and honestly you should go and be with isolder he was a great choice and i know you would already made the choice and she's like you know what i actually kind of did already make the choice here i did choose isolder already didn't i but i don't want to i did but i only chose him because my people wanted me to choose him oh, oh, Han. But her self-admission where she's like, yeah, I didn't even really think about it. I just chose him because Aldera- Alderaan needed me to. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, yeah, but Alderaan didn't need you to make out with him randomly all the time. I, I mean, you- yeah, this wasn't one of those things where it was like, oh, I chose him because politically that's what I should do. Mm-hmm. And you see her be like, all right, I'll assent to this. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Instead, it was ooh, baby, give me some of that sugar. Oh, uh, man! Yeah. Was basically the way that she played this. When, if she was like, oh, I made this decision without even thinking about it on a political level. Like, I was, I'll was, i become this person's, like, legal wife so I get control of the hapes cluster or whatever it is. Then, then yes. But it's going to be very diplomatic. It was never even slightly diplomatic. No. Uh, so, it's, it's a little silly. Yeah. So, <laughs> we get... A final farewell of Han Solo saying goodbye to everyone, and Leia's
1: real sad. I
0: I hate what's about to happen, John. Can we talk about something else instead? Leia. How do you like tacos? Leia wants to say something to Han and can't quite get it out. We know that she wants to say that she loves him, and instead (laughs) she says Han... I really like the way you look in those pants. (laughs) You're really filling out them tights, (laughs) D'Amato. Oh, my God. I can't deal with it. The fact that she's like, oh, he's leaving forever, and I'm never going to see him again, and I need to say something to him, and her choice is, hey, nice ass. I just, I, I have so much trouble with this. These two have to have been dating for years because this is set some number of years—I think three or five or something like that—after Return of the Jedi, and they've been together that whole time. And they—they they, the first "I love you" was in Return was in Empire Strikes Back, which is two years before Return of the Jedi. These two have to have been together for five to seven years at this point. And she's like, "I don't know if I'm ready to say I love to the, I love you to this guy." I said, "I love you to seven years ago." Yeah, I was just like, "Oh, I don't know if I could say it now because." That would just be mean if I said I love you while he was going to his death. And with him under the full knowledge that the moment he dies, I'm going to marry that other dude. Yeah. Oh, God. So the fact that she chooses to say, hey, nice ass instead, Mm -hmm. and Han does the uh, Empire Strikes Back of, yeah, I know. I know. Shut up, baby. I know it. (laughs) I know I look good in these pants. That's because I stuff (laughs) them. I got I got ass stuffing in here. Yeah, that's not my dick. That's a that's a spare night sister arm. I found it on the ship. A spare night sister arm. Yeah, remember Wookiee yeah. tore one off. There's just one lying around on the ship. <laughs> also, that explains why I'm bleeding profusely from the crotch area. Indeed, that's what I like about how you look in those pants. I love how it looks like you're bleeding from the dick in those pants. <laughs> I think you might die, and that makes me happy. <laughs> it would solve a lot of problems for me very neatly uh and then of course han goes to walk away and she's like han and she can't say i love you but he says yeah i know you love me and leaves and i'm like thank you han thanks for that uh, <laughs> i'm glad he doesn't just shoot her with a hapen and gun of commands and tell her to say that she loves him now say that you love me all right now turn uh, around i love you now back it up uh, beep 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 <laughs> beep yeah yeah drop it down low <laughs> All the way to the flow? <laughs> uh, yeah. And then he flies off heroically, because he's off to meet his destiny at the hands of Geth apparently, and Leia's standing around monologuing to herself about how useful Luke would be in this situation. Oh, if only Luke were here, he'd know what to do. He's a Jedi, and that he's, he's Magic Man. Or he probably wouldn't know what to do exactly, but he'd certainly do something. He'd certainly do a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there you have it. Uh, it. The the slow burn relationship between Tenennial and soldier is really well established at this point. So all this continued who does Leia love is starting to feel a lot more useless. Yeah, I mean, that entire part of this book r- really shouldn't be in this book. <laughs> <laughs> this really should just be called the Night Sisters yeah. and have nothing to do with any of this. Star Wars, repulsed by the witches. <laughs> would have been a perfectly fine name. Uh, the Chaunthor. <laughs> Secret of the Chaunthor. Yeah, that would have been fine. Secret of the Chaunthor. Although none of them have names like that, they always have very vague names. Well, I mean, Secret of the Chanthor sounds like a vague name. Like, Crystal Star is like, what? what's that? Well, it's just well there cool is sp- a Crystal Star. Yeah, but the Crystal Star is barely a part of the story. It's just that it's a good-sounding Star Wars thing. Yeah. Kind of like Splinter of the, the Mind's the Eye. The is barely in this book. Yeah, but it's not the name of the book either. It's The Courtship of Princess Leia. That's why I'm saying The Secret of the Chanthor would be a great title. You know what? You're right. Thank you. You're you're welcome. Thank you. How much was it called Star Wars? Oh, shit, Rancors. <laughs> Star Wars, Rancor's on Parade. I would have loved... Did you know that one Rancor you've met was real small? Rancor's way bigger than you'd think. Yeah, that'd be a great name for this. Star Wars, even bigger Rancor's. <laughs> we make that Jabba Rancor look like a little bitch baby. <laughs> Star Wars, Chewbacca does the thing. Star Wars, Chewbacca probably not here. <laughs> Chewbacca not included. The Ballad of King Solo. Ah, Star Wars Solo. What a man Solo! I was gonna say you could call it the Ballad of King Solo because this book has a literal ballad of King Solo in it. Yeah, <laughs> what a man Solo. What a mighty good man. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> oh man, I don't know what happens next, but there's only two more chapters. There's two chapters. I just, I, feel like just, yeah, man, <laughs> I feel like a woman. Yeah, man, I feel like a woman. Yeah god damn it i love that song it's real good yeah it's it's all to do with the with the uh the the strut that bit right there the hook is so good in that song oh yeah it just hooks you in yeah the hook brings you back <laughs> <laughs> i ain't telling you no lie <laughs> uh... well what do you think's gonna happen next do you think geth Zerion survives this book i mean i feel like she's gotta die i yeah i'm pretty sure she's gotta go but what about uh, what about Zinj? I mean Zinj is the bad guy of a variety of other books. I know. Oh yeah, remember- I assume Zinj escapes this where he like the fucking Hapens show up at some point and are like, Let's fuck your shit up and he's like, Woo, bye. <laughs> <laughs> What's runaway in sixty different languages? I know. <laughs> I'm Zinge. Uh fucking Mario looking motherfucker. <laughs> He's so tubby. He's a big, chunky mustache boy, and I love him. (laughs) It's just what Star Wars needed is a big, chunky mustache. Hey, don't make fun of my son that way. (laughs) I mean, Zinge one hundred percent looks like a dude you would make in the uh, coat or the Swator MMO. Oh yeah, like you hit you that, that body type option. four. Yeah, you got body type four, and you give him a little mustache, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh look, I made Zinge." <laughs> <laughs> you set to make him an Imperial operative or something because he's supposed to be. Because then he smart. gets to wear that outfit. Yeah, and he gets to wear the outfit, and then you're just like, "Yeah, go to it." I wonder how many Zinges there are running around in that MMO. How many Zinges? I mean, probably not as many as there used to be. That MMO is mostly full of people like called Darth Throg on X and stuff like that now. <laughs> well, everyone's got so many titles. They do. There's so many titles. Yeah. I don't remember any of them because I only played that MMO for a while. Well, I mean, the best one is just having Darth if you're uh, That's like true. an Inquisitor or a whatever the other one was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that way I finally was able to create my character, Darth Ligma. <laughs> it's so sad that Darth Plague has died from Ligma. <laughs> Who's Darth Ice the Wise? Ligma balls. <laughs> there it is. I think we'll probably stop doing that in one of these episodes here. Nah, probably. Yeah. But it's doubtful. Even if we do stop, it'll come back. There's no end to our jokes. Or our penis. <laughs> the penis does not end. Oh, wait. That was from the warm-up stuff. That, that sound that sound clip is not going to be in this episode. That joke won't make sense to anybody. Oh, oh no. no! The endless penis joke didn't make it into the episode. It was just from sound check. I forgot. No. New- Sorry, everyone. The joke about the penis that goes on and on, my friends, is is uh, is you're going to have to just take our word for just it. Just assume it was, that it was hilarious. It was real funny. Just take our word. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to us. Yeah. I'm still vamping for time because otherwise this is a short one, but I'm not worried about it because we're going to make so much more content today. We've got so many fucking shows. <laughs> You'll be fine. So at, right after this, we're going to record the bonus content for this here, uh, Expounded Universe, where we're going to take some stories from Wikipedia and tell them not just to you, but also to each other for the first time. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, if you missed it last time, Jeff accidentally set our bonus content to free. Which so would have been easy to fix, but I thought it would be fun to leave it for Yeah, me. so if you're one of the listeners that isn't normally a subscriber to our Patreon and you want to see what kind of things go on in the bonus content... Go ahead, check out Patreon.com slash System Mastery. Our last bonus content uh, for the Expounded Universe is up and free to listen to, so you can get a, a little sneak peek, a little a little taste of what we do here. A sneaky Pete. <laughs> yes. Ugh. <laughs> uh. So, uh, so yeah, that's the $2 level gets you, unlocks those for you. So if you want to hear some Star Wars bonus content where we tell each other horrible Wikipedia stories or find other fun things to say, uh, do that at the $2 level at patreon.com slash systemmastery. Also on today's extraordinarily busy docket, we are recording Afterthought, our other podcast, that which was an older show that we used to do. It fell away because we didn't have time to do it. You guys gave us enough money that we can actually do this full time, so we brought it back. Yeah, and that's, that's at the $5, $5 level. level. Mm-hmm. You can get our new monthly show, and you get access to, in our Discord, which you can find pinned on our uh, Twitter account. Yeah, you, you finally get access to our Greasy Sweaty Butts. Yeah, I'm sorry, our Discord channel just for you. Our Discord channel, hashtag Greasy Sweaty Butts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you go into there and look at all of our Greasy Sweaty Butts. Yeah, they're not ours specifically. No, it's just a, our collection. It's a collection. Uh, but yeah, we've got a... Uh, a, pay- a patrons only channel on there and an afterthought only channel that's where you get to ask us questions we have a good dialogue that goes on during our afterthought it's shows it's very QA driven, we answer a lot of listener questions and we get kind of deep into topics that we normally wouldn't otherwise touch, yeah it's a little more personal, it's uh, a little more after dark yeah it's a little sexier than our normal content, much like our greasy sweaty butts <laughs> <laughs> Ah uh, yes, it is much greasier and sweatier than our normal content. <laughs> Just like our butts. <laughs> all right. To find that, all you have to do is go to Patreon. dot com slash System Mastery and support us at the five dollar level. Normally, it'll cost you about ten bucks a month to unlock every single bit of content we have, which is an insane amount of shows per month. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking shows. That's like what seven <laughs> there's, shows? There's seven bonus shows per month. God damn! Just bonus shows. <laughs> Just the bonus shows. Yeah, that's not even. There's another uh, Jeff. We're done. Six. Uh, <laughs> Eight, I think it's another. Eight, we make fifteen shows a month, John. We make a lot of goddamn. We make content. one show every two days. <laughs> <sighs> oh God, help us! <laughs> People keep asking us to make more stuff. They're like, "Hey, why don't you do a show about this?" I'm like, "Cause I will die." <laughs> We, if this was YouTube, we would think about it. You know, and I'm like... already on two different shows right now as well. <laughs> I'm already doing stuff with Quinn and the Swallows, and I'm guesting on the Rob's uh, thing, the Rob's show, the Orpheus Protocol. So Jesus Christ, bless you know. We're both on campaign now. <laughs> You know that we are. Yeah, it, it hasn't come up yet. I mean, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. Spoiler uh, alert. Uh, we're the blimps. Season one. It's not based on blimps. It's airships. We're blimps, though. Yeah, we, we play, are the blimps. We play a pair of characters named the blimps who are blimps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we just, show up, it's 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 sort a of a Thomas the Tank Engine type yeah, deal. Yeah, it's it's in the first season finale, and I'm sorry for spoiling it for everybody. Yeah, spoils yeah, for everyone. Yeah, it, it's surprising how much of the first season hinges on the uh, the antics of a pair of animatronic blimps that no uh, animatronic too, by the way. Oh, also I, animatronic. I, I, I meant to say anthropomorphic. This is the typo that became text. <laughs> Death of the author. <laughs> <laughs> a pair of animatronic anthropomorphic blimps. Really, turns out to be a climactic battle scene near the, near the end there. So, oh yeah, so get get ready for that. So watch out for that, but also forget I said it because it's a spoiler. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> until next time, I li- I've been Elan Megano. and I'm an animatronic death stick. <laughs>